0: Welcome to the first episode of The Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. Today we start our first series with the plucky young Princess Isabel and her very first adventure. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel's First Big Adventure Princess Isabel got up and stretched. It was a bright, sunny day, and it was also her birthday. She slid out of bed, ran down the stairs, and went to find King Daddy and Queen Mummy in the breakfast room. When she got there, she started to climb the long, long ladder up to the table, where a small table and chair was set with her birthday breakfast, half a small strawberry and a drop of yoghurt. You see, Princess Isabel was only four inches tall. Princess Isabel said, Ahem! very loudly. When you're only four inches tall, it's sometimes difficult to get anyone's attention. King Daddy looked down from his newspaper and smiled, and Queen Mummy started to talk. Happy birthday, Princess Isabel. What a lovely day for a birthday. We love you so much. Then he gave us some presents, a little dress that a maid had sewn specially, some adventure clothes, some t- tiny books and tiny toys. Princess Isabel was very pleased, but King Daddy and Queen Mummy hadn't finished yet, They turned to look at each other. Then King Daddy began to speak. Princess Isabel, today on your birthday we want to tell you a story. Princess Isabel looked between her parents, whose faces looked serious. Today we want to tell you how it is that you are only four inches tall. Princess Isabel's eyes widened and she was quiet. Queen Mummy began to speak. When you were born, you were a lovely baby. We loved you so much and we threw a big party for you. We had many guests who were so excited to see you and lots of food and presents everywhere. We were so happy. And then a wizard came in. Princess Isabel looked up. She had never heard of a real wizard before. He said that he wanted to make a wish for you and then he raised his hands and muttered something and suddenly you were very, very small in my arms. Princess Isabel looked confused. That was it? Why did he do it? King Daddy spoke now. We still don't know. He left straight away before we could stop him. I always thought that he looked confused. We searched for him far and wide but could never find him. Eventually we found another wizard, Lizard the Wizard, and asked him to undo the magic. King Daddy shook his head sorrowfully. He tried but the the spell was too powerful. He said the only thing that could ever break the spell would be touching the gemstone that is at the top of the tallest mountain. Many people tried to get it, the Queen spoke gently, many knights and heroes, but the mountain is tall, steep and treacherous and can never be scaled. So I am sorry, Princess Isabel, but you will be this small forever. Queen Mummy and King Daddy looked sad, but Princess Isabel was excited. In some ways it was quite fun to be only four inches tall. It was great for hiding and for looking at things in different ways and for getting to play in different ways. She could fly holding onto a balloon and she could fit inside all the toy cars and castles that people had bought her. But in most ways it was difficult and annoying. She had to work so hard to even get around the castle, let alone go outside and go on adventures as she longed to do. So what? that no one had ever climbed the mountain before. She would do it herself. It would be so marvellous to be the same size as everyone else, to be able to play games and ride horses and even just see over the top of a book left on the floor. After breakfast, she slid down a mini slide that ran down from the table and ran through the palace, dodging feet and dogs and mops and brooms, to get out to the garden. Once she got there, she opened her mouth and shouted as loudly as she could, A few moments later, a hare came hopping through the grass and stopped in front of the tiny princess. She smiled with her eyes, then spoke. "'Happy birthday, Princess Isabel,' said the hare. Princess Isabel grinned. "'Never mind that, Harriet. Listen!' Princess Isabel started to tell Harriet the hare everything that she had heard that morning and everything that she intended to do about it. Harriet the hare was Princess Isabel's best friend. They had met once when Harriet the Hare was nibbling grass in the garden, not having seen Princess Isabel as she was so small. Hares can speak to all animals, and so they were seen chatting, and very soon were best friends. They always went on adventures together, played the best games, and had the best chats. It was a bit difficult to have real human friends when you were only four inches tall, but Harriet was such a good friend that she more than made up for it. And soon, after talking it all through with Harriet, Princess Isabel was very pleased with her plan. The next morning, Queen Mummy and King Daddy waited for their daughter to appear at her special small table and chair to have her breakfast. But they waited in vain. They went to check her room, to check the halls, though she hadn't been captured by a cat, but they couldn't find her anywhere. The fact was, very early in the morning, Princess Isabel had put on her new adventure clothes packed a few things into a little bag and slipped through a hole in the castle wall to meet Harriet the Hare, climbed on her back, and they were now making their slow way towards the very tallest mountain. It was a long, long way. Princess Isabel soon ran out of food and had to make do with berries and things she found on the roadside, or tiny bits of food she could scavenge from houses and inns. She could easily pass by unnoticed and the pieces of food were so small that no one would mind her taking them, she was sure. She was so excited to get to the mountain, to maybe break the spell and to be the size of a proper girl. They travelled along roads and paths, along rivers and through forests. Harriet asked directions from birds and mice and hedgehogs and beavers, and Princess Isabel enjoyed the freedom and the sunshine, the company of the animals and the magnificent sense of adventure. They slept in burrows and nests, in tree holes and under leaves, and Princess Isabel had never been more excited in her whole life and felt that to swap her soft feather bed for a life outdoors was a magnificent exchange. All over the kingdom, riders searched for her, looking for any trace of the tiny princess. but They found nothing. After a long journey, Princess Isabel and Harriet the Hare arrived at the bottom of the mountain. As they grew nearer, their chatter grew silent was tall. It was so, so tall. With one look, Princess Isabel couldn't even take in how tall it was. The top of it reached high, high into the clouds, and it wasn't only tall, but it was steep. It was covered in sharp rocks and icy slopes, dense forests and sharp precipices. Princess Isabel just stared. She had hoped that as she arrived at the mountain an idea might present itself, or that actually it wasn't going to be that tall that everyone else had just been terrible climbers. She had half thought that something would happen, that she might get big without even going to the top. Maybe Wizardy Bizardy would show up, or she would suddenly be able to fly, or, well, something. But nothing happened, nothing at all, except that the longer Princess Isabel stared at the mountain, the more impossible it looked to climb. Eventually, Harriet made a little sniffling sound and Princesses Isabel sighed. She looked at her friend and spoke. This is going to be much, much harder than I thought it would be, and I suppose... She swallowed. I suppose it's quite unlikely that I'll ever get to the top, but we're here now and I have to try. Harriet simply nodded, and together they started up the first section. This was grassy and stony, and occasionally they slipped, but they made some slow progress. But each time Princess Isabel looked up, she realised that they had hardly got anywhere at all. They struggled on through the grass and stones, and after a long time came to a stop. The next section was rocky with steep sides and sharp edges. If Princess Isabel had been the size of a normal girl, she might have been able to climb it a bit better. But as it was, the edges were too high and she couldn't get any foothold at all. Harriet the Hare tried too, but even she was too small. They sat down for a moment and wondered what to do. Just then a funny sound came from nearby and soon a goat wandered into view, tugging at the few tufts of grass with its teeth. Princess Isabel scrambled to her feet, ready to run and hide in case the goat thought she was food, which had happened before, but Harriet called to her to stop. The hare bounded out into the path and started talking to the goat. Princess Isabel couldn't understand what they were saying, but soon the hare turned back to her and explained. The goat will carry us on his bag as far as he can. Let's go! In wonderment and a little fear, Princess Isabel climbed onto the goat's back with Harriet the Hare, as the goat crouched. When they were secure, he stood up, and Princess Isabel clung to his fur. They started to move up the mountain, the goat's clever feet finding footholds and moving upwards further and further. It began to get colder, and Princess Isabel cuddled up to Harriet the Hare to keep warm. Riding on the goat's back was bumpy and difficult. Princess Isabel often felt as though she was about to fall off, just before the goat made a big step to steady itself. He climbed and climbed, and then eventually he stopped. He made a bleating sound. He sounded tired. Harriet the Hare replied, and the goat slowly lowered himself to the ground. "'He can't go any further,' Harriet said, carefully sliding off the goat's back. "'It's too difficult.' Princess Isabel carefully slid off the goat's back too and said a very nice thank you for Harriet to translate for the goat. The goat stood up, made a strange movement as though it were a bow and began to move away from them. He did look tired. The next section of the mountain was covered in thick snow. Harriet and Isabel tried to move a few paces through it but they couldn't get very far. It was very cold and slippery and soft and altogether impossible. The friends looked at each other, but didn't say anything. They didn't want to give up hope, but it was difficult to see what they could do next. For now they snuggled together to keep warm. It wasn't long before a brown, wet, snuffling nose disturbed them, and then just behind it, a mouth full of white, sharp teeth. It looked like they were about to snap when Harriet the Hare called out in a sort of growl. Princess Isabel heard a snarl and then saw a big brown bear backing away from Harriet who looked absolutely furious. Her hair was raised on her back and she was snarling in a way Princess Isabel had never heard before. She hid behind the hair, placing her hand on her back for support. The bear stared at Harriet for what seemed like an eternity. Finally it made a soft sort of noise, and Princess Isabel felt her friend sigh in relief. Harriet whispered to her, He won't eat us now. I'm going to see if he can take us any further. The hare and the bear spoke, and eventually Harriet nodded to Princess Isabel, and they cautiously approached the bear and climbed onto its back. The bear's fur was soft, where the goats had been coarse, and as he stood and started to climb he moved with more grace, and Princess Isabel felt herself relaxing into the smooth rhythm of his steps as he moved through the snow and up the mountain further and further and she warmed herself in his fur. Until eventually the bear could go no further. The snow was sparse here and the mountain rose in sheer rock faces that no one, no animal, would be able to scale. They had almost reached the clouds. The wind howled around them with no other sound of life. As Princess Isabel slid off the bear's back, she wondered on what on earth she was doing, what could possibly happen next. They thanked the bear and he moved on. Princess Isabel moved to inspect the rock face, looking for any handholds or way she could climb, but she could find nothing. No give or ridge, nowhere to put her foot or her hand. She sighed and snuggled up to Harriet the Hare. Thank you, Harriet, for bringing us this far. Suddenly, a sharp wind swooshed around them and a harsh cry rang through the air. In front of them stood an eagle, looking very much as though he wanted to eat them up. Princess Isabel screamed, and Harriet quickly jumped to her feet and looked as fierce as a hare could. She began to speak in the language of the eagles, and Princess Isabel looked between them. The eagle's beak was so big and so strong that he could snap them up no problem. Eventually, Harriet the hare turned back to Princess Isabel, The eagle will carry you to the top of the mountain, but he cannot carry me too. I will wait for you here. Princess Isabel gave Harriet a huge hug, then she carefully climbed onto the eagle's back. She clung onto the feathers tightly, but still as they swooped through the air she felt the chill of the wind. They were soaring higher and higher into the clouds, and Princess Isabel loved it. They climbed higher and higher through the air until Princess Isabel could see the top of the mountain— They swooped towards it and through the clouds Princess Isabel saw a giant emerald green gemstone shining brightly. They came closer and closer, but just as they were about to arrive, the eagle moved sharply and threw Princess Isabel up into the air. She saw his snapping beak and grabbing claws. He was going to eat her! But as she fell, she felt something hard beneath her hand. It was the gemstone. There was a flash of green light and suddenly everything changed. The eagle seemed much smaller. And the mountaintop that she had landed on did too. She had gone back to her proper size. The eagle screamed and swooped out of sight into the clouds. Princess Isabel suddenly felt very cold, very alone and very strange. But you don't spend most of your life being only four inches tall without learning to climb very, very well. It wasn't long before Princess Isabel picked herself up and started to look for ways to climb down the mountain, and the expanses, slopes and crevices, which had looked impossible when she was four inches tall, were much easier now that she was of proper height. It was still very difficult and very cold, but after a couple of hours she made her way down to Harriet the Hare. She gave Harriet a big, big hug, which was very different now that she was a normal size. It worked, said Harriet. It did. The eagle tried to eat me, though. The friends chatted as they continued down the mountain, Princess Isabel carrying Harriet the Hare a lot of the way. Back at the palace, King Daddy and Queen Mummy were extremely worried. After searching the palace from top to bottom five times, they had sent all their best knights out to try to find Princess Isabel, but no one could find her. It didn't help that she was only four inches tall. One night a knock came at the palace door. The butler came to open it. Outside stood a girl who looked sort of familiar, holding a rabbit. Hello, said the girl. It's me. The butler looked confused. It's Princess Isabel. I got to the top of the mountain and I touched the gemstone and now I'm big. The butler wasn't sure. He had known Princess Isabel for all of her life, but she had been so small that he wasn't sure what she would look like now. So he went to fetch the cook to check. The cook looked at Princess Isabel and rubbed her eyes. They really didn't want to tell Queen Mummy and King Daddy that Princess Isabel was back, if she wasn't, because it would make them too sad. The cook wasn't sure either, so they woke up Princess Isabel's governess. The governess inspected Princess Isabel from every angle and asked her a lot of difficult questions. Finally, she was convinced. And finally, Princess Isabel was allowed to go and see her Queen Mummy and King Daddy. They were overjoyed to see her, and they cried and cuddled, and Princess Isabel told the story of what she had done, and though they were very cross that she had run off, they were very pleased that she was big again, too. The End Thanks for listening. In our next episode, Princess Isabel encounters a trapped mythical creature, makes a very good friend, and puts her climbing skills to good use yet again.